1: This podcast is a proud member of the fan hub 100 football without fans is nothing so we've partnered with fan hub to put fans first
0: search fan hub app to play your part in the journey
1: if you're looking to buy a property, give Property Pros Guru a call. They specialise in helping buyers on their property search and can even negotiate on your behalf, potentially saving you thousands. Email info at propertyprizeguru.co.uk and use reference house 07. That's house 07 for a discounted rate.
0: You're listening to the Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy. This episode contains some strong language.
1: Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic Podcast with me, Mike Duffy, Ben Ayton and... James Batchelor, it's been a while since us three have been together and um, it's been about a month since me and Ben last spoke and for, for those that listened and, and put up with it, uh, we, we do apologise at how long it was, I think it was an hour and 40 minutes uh, in the end just talking about the uh, the transfers that had happened and we're here again to talk about transfers because there's, there's been further transfers since we last spoke but um, it's been a while James since, since you've been on, when, when was the last one that you run with us?
2: God it must have been was I was on last last game of the season against Swansea I think, I think, yes. I think that that my last
1: pod. Yes it was yes, how so. how have you been cuz we'll we'll speak to Ben in a minute but um how how have you been since uh, since you've last been on you've been up to much how have you been keeping uh, have, everything
2: Yeah I've been I've been doing very well thank you I've just been kind of enjoying enjoying the sunny weather we've had lately uh, yeah. in England and um and yeah it's been very very warm so I've been struggling to get to sleep but been keeping fit, been playing a lot of football, been going out running, been going out cycling and just kind of enjoying a bit of a break from football. Obviously, watching watching the Euros as well, England doing really, really well, gutted yeah. that. Um, obviously, we didn't win, but, but that was really fun to watch as well.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, uh, I think that's definitely helped. Try it, like keep an interest. Not that I'd ever fall out of love with football, but in terms of having regular football on, it almost feels as if we we haven't had a season break because of the football that's been on. Uh, and as you say, England getting to their first final in fifty odd years uh, definitely helps the uh, the summer become come even better as we record this on Freedom Day, they're calling it. So um, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully things will uh, will start to to look look more up now, and we can have uh, full stadium capacity. So uh you've also made me feel very, very lazy by saying that you've been going out running and cycling and playing <laughs> football. Because I've not been I've hardly been doing anything. Um so yeah, thanks for that, James. Uh, and obviously joined by Ben as always. We've we've switched it up this time. we usually uh usually speak to Ben first but thought we'd mix it up. Uh Ben, like I said at the top of the show, it's been a month since me and you last spoke about the uh the transfers and everything. How well? Firstly, how how are you? And secondly, how have uh, have you been over this last month since we uh, since we last spoke?
0: Yeah, it's been absolutely ages um, since we've done this. It feels like um, it's been a while, hasn't it? Um, I know it's only been about four weeks, but it's felt a lot longer. Luckily, we've had the Euros to distract us, um, gutting that we couldn't couldn't get over that penalties um, and get one over Italy but I think maybe the best team won the tournament yeah. I think Italy were really good from the first game weren't they yeah. uh, I must say I know it wasn't just England getting to a final but um that's probably one of the best tournaments I've watched for a very very long time the standard of football was quality and all the matches like going on as well like for high scoring and all the last minute drama like of like scoring and then the big teams being knocked out it it was just what we needed a good old distraction and it kind of helped out. Um, it's, it's made the pre-season feel a little bit shorter, hasn't it? Uh, Definitely. Normally, when there's no football, we're all twiddling our thumbs. And it's like, oh, come on. And then we're just refreshing Twitter to see, oh, are we linked with anyone and that. But luckily, we've had the Euros to kind of keep ourselves busy, haven't we? Um yeah. h- How have you been, mate? How's the new career going?
1: Yeah. No, I've, uh, I've, I've been very well, thank you. And, uh, and everything's going going rather swimmingly. so. It's it's quite a, a shift shifting emphasis from uh, from moving from an office job to the type of work that I'm doing at the moment. So, just taking use to the physicality of it. But um, yeah, no other than that, it's uh, it's all been good. And yeah, it's uh, long may that continue. And I'm 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 happy. I made the decision that I did. And like you say, obviously. Football's back soon as well. I think what someone said the other day—it's what thirty days till the Premier League season starts, or know, four it's three weeks.
0: weeks this Saturday, isn't it? Three it's weeks until we week uh, week play Villa.
1: Yeah. So, and obviously our first official pre-season match is Saturday at home against uh, the Baggies. So I'm looking forward to that. We've had a couple of behind closed doors ones where you know. we've sort of only got to know because the other team have tweeted about it sort of thing but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to an official one and hopefully quite a few people I know James you've got a ticket hopefully quite a few people turn up to to Vicarage Road and and cheer the boys on Cisco's first game in front of Watford fans obviously it's you know not a an official game; it's just a friendly, but that'll be uh, that'll be good for him, and uh, I think he'll get a, a hero's welcome, and, and rightly so. I just um, hope
0: there's a few fans that managed to get tickets, because I think it would be a bit of a nightmare, yeah. isn't it?
1: Uh, from what I've seen on social media, it's been uh, it's been a bit of a pain in the arse to say the least. So, but I think the the club have sort of recognised that, and I think they're looking to rectify it as soon as possible, uh, which is good because. You never want a ticketing problem, whether it's ringing up or online. And I know they're trying to go down the, the, the route of e-tickets this season. Is it? I think is it your season tickets on? An yeah, they ticket wanna, yeah, they
0: want to. Yeah, they want to scrap the paper season tickets nowadays, don't they? Um, oh, obviously, they'll keep the the paper tickets. Well, not the paper tickets. Yeah, That's like it's yeah. back in the nineties, isn't it? Ah, but, um, the age, t- yeah, they're looking to keep the car tickets for obviously for older people who don't have smartphones and that. So, if mm-hmm. you are having problems. With that, you just contact the club and they'll sort you out, but yeah, I think everyone's moving forward towards this all the technology now, isn't it? and I think Watford has jumped on the bandwagon
1: yeah, yeah well it's, it's you don't blame them. At times, isn't it? So you know it's it, it, it it's what happens nowadays, and I think if they once they get the issue sorted, I think I'm sure it'll be a breeze and it'll be nice and easy for everyone um before we get stuck into the transfers that have happened since we last spoke uh, there is two issues outside of Watford that I just wanted to raise and sort of put our condolences on record um firstly putting rivalries aside here um I don't know if if you guys that are listening have seen that Mick Harford who's uh, currently a coach at Luton and used to play for them as well uh and Michael Appleton who is I think is currently the Lincoln boss uh formerly of of Leicester and Oxford as well I think uh, both have sadly been diagnosed with prostate cancer. So we just want to wish them all the best and the speedy recovery. Like I say, Rother is aside with the loot and stuff there, but um, yeah, we want to wish them a, a speedy, speedy recovery because that's, that's terrible news for anyone to suffer, especially, you know, in the, in the midst of the pandemic as well. Um, that's sort of after a crap year, that that's just made things even worse for them. So speedy recovery to those guys. Uh, I just thought that we'd, we'd put that on record for ourselves. Um, but yeah, we like I said, we got a lot to talk about, gents. Because well, when me and, me and Ben have been in regular contact, thinking when when shall we treat the listeners to another episode and everything, and we we were sort of thinking, well, not not much has gone on since the last episode. But then we've had this flurry of signings since we uh, we last spoke, and uh, yeah, no better chance to, to get stuck into them. Uh, I think we best off starting with with a uh, we will start with Emmanuel Dennis. Uh, he's come in from uh, Club Bruges. He's signed a 5-year contract. He scored 27 goals in over 90 appearances and he, uh, he also spent a part of last season on loan in the Bundesliga at FC Köln. Uh, he's 23 years old, Nigerian. The fee we believe was in the region of 3 million uh, and you might have heard of him before because he was a man that actually scored a brace at the Bernabéu against Real Madrid. Uh, when when Club Bruce drew two two with them in the Champions League, um, James, coming to you first, what what was your initial thoughts on this signing? Because this one sort of come out of nowhere. There was no links or anything, and next thing you know, we we've signed this guy from Club Bruce. What do, do you know much about him? Have you read much into him? Um,
2: no, come comes quite a quite a shock to me as well because I don't even think um, Adam Leventhal really mm. um, mentioned mentioned much about it. And I, I, I'm delighted with it. I think that. You know he's only 23 years old. I think you know reducing the age of the squad is, is only a good thing. I think it's been quite evident to to Watford fans the past few years, especially when we're in the Premier League. That you know we found it quite tough to to score goals and we didn't really have um, anyone who was prolific. Now Emmanuel Dennis, um, judging by his statistics, isn't necessarily prolific either. But I think what he can offer is is a good. Good backup to Sarr, and you know, I'd I'd expect someone of his quality to to really be pushing for for a first team spot, really.
1: Yeah, and and Ben, I just want to pick up on something that James just said there. When you look at his stats for a striker, yes, he's only twenty three years old, but for a striker, he's not scored a great deal of goals. You know, I am just going to read through a couple of the stats he uh, when he played for. Uh, well, in 16-17, six goals in 22 appearances. This was in the league. 17-18, uh, seven goals in 23 appearances. Eighteen, nineteen, seventeen 17 goals in five appearances. 19-20, uh, 20... 20 uh, well, five goals in 20 appearances. But he, he hasn't hit double figures yet. And like I say, I might be jumping the gun a little bit because he is only 23. But... Does that worry you a little bit? Are you expecting Emmanuel Dennis to be a regular starter week in, week out? Is is he the answer that we need uh, to to get goals and keep us up ultimately in the Premier League this season?
0: I think it's a shrewd signing for Watford. Watford love dipping into the Belgian league, don't they? Um, <laughs> unearth his talents. Um, I, I don't think he's, he's an out-and-out striker. So if you're looking at those stats and you think he's a the striker, then um, he's, he's not. That's why the numbers are probably a bit lower because he is being played out wide. I, I was watching lots of his footage after we've signed him and he look, he tends to play on the right wing more than he does on the left. Um, Adam Leventhal has done a bit with from the rookery end today and he said that Watford had brought him in to maybe play on the left-hand side but from all the footage I've seen I've never seen him over on the left-hand side so it'll be quite interesting to see how he plays he's very quick and direct as well he loves the trick he hugs that touchline as well and with that raw talent as well I think we only signed him for about three million it's a low risk signing I know there's this question marks over his attitude as well because there's been problems um, at his former clubs where his, his attitude has been not the best. I think there was an incident at Cologne last season, wasn't there, where (laughs) something happened on a team bus or something. I think
1: someone sat in his seat and he refused to get off the also, something something yeah. crazy <laughs> like that, something yeah.
0: li- something silly like that. But mm. it's a good signing for Watford. He he's obviously he's got a lot of talent. He scored two goals against Real Madrid, albeit that they weren't the greatest of finishes. They have probably had a bit about Andre Gray about him for <laughs> both of the finishes. Um, but yeah, it's it, I think it's a good signing, and we'll just have to see how he's gonna fit into his Watford side because there's been, there's been a few signings. So is he good enough to come in straight away and start? I'm not too sure. He's not going to get south spot. Is he going to get Semmer's spot? It would be very harsh on Semmer if you kick him out straight away after you just got promoted. So it would be, probably be the bench for me, but he'll be, he'll be, he'll um, be chasing after Semmer for that um, left-hand side spot.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you, you mentioned these. he's, you... According to Transfer Market, which we regularly use the the website we regularly use to get uh, statistics and and things as as such as that, uh, he's played as a left winger 14 times in his career, uh, scoring three matched. goals and assisting two. You compare that to where he's played as centre-forward 64 times, so you know he's, he's not used to playing out on the left, so um, he's, he's played out on the right much, much more, I think 27 times here, it says. So, yeah, um, the left-hand side would maybe be a bit of a switch for him. Um, it will be interesting, I, I've, I've got to be careful how I word this, because I don't want it to come across as me slagging him off or saying that he doesn't deserve a spot, but it will be interesting to see, if Ken Semmer gets his chance and if he takes it because you remember the last time he was in the Premier League he didn't really shine and it was that Udinese loan spell which sort of brought a bit of life into him now will he have learnt from that and will, will he be uh, better equipped this time round in the Premier League or uh, will we see Emmanuel Dennis play out on that left hand side Are We, who who knows we we never never know and also as well Emmanuel Dennis has uh has already picked up a goal in pre-season and to many that won't mean um, you know anything but you know, goals like that definitely help with confidence.
0: I think they've got both got points to prove, haven't they? Like you say, Ken Semmer, he's played in the Prem before with Watford, but he'd ne- never really hit the ground going. He's gone out on loan at Yundanese. He's got a lot of experience under his belt. Last season, he was absolutely fantastic for Watford. So he, he's he got a point to prove in the Prem now. And and Manuel Dennis coming over with the issues and question marks over his attitude. He, he's hungry and he wants he wants to play in the best league in the world. So he's got a point to prove as well. So it, it's, and like um, Scott Duxbury has said, he wants to bring people who are hungry and want to play for his football club. So I think, oh, I know we're going to touch on all the signings, but I think mm-hmm. all the signings have ticked that box. They're all, they're all hungry and they want to be here and they want to play for Watford. And that, that's what excites me the most about all these signings.
1: Yeah, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Scott Duxbury did say that and in that brilliant interview he did with From the Rookery, End. If you haven't listened to it, you going to listen to it. But uh, yeah, he did, He did. that's exactly what he said. And these signings are sort of those moulds. Now, I am going to play devil's advocate a little bit with myself there because he said that he wants people that are going to fight for their places and, and not cause destruction like players did. Um, we've already mentioned that, um, that Emmanuel Dennis has had a, a few problems with his you know previous clubs in terms of attitude i've also read that this next player that we're going to talk about has also had similar issues at at, at clubs as well so let's hope they're just one offs but um peter etabo is the next player that we're going to talk about Uh, he's signed on a season long loan from stoke with an option to buy and he's spent the last three years on the books with stoke but he spent quite a bit of that time out on loan he's had loan spells at getafe and he's had loan spells at um at Villarreal I don't think is it Villarreal as well He's he's been at I think I um, think it was Las oh, Palmas yeah it was Galatasaray mm. sorry um, Las Palmas uh, Getafe and uh, another Spanish club which I've not heard of uh, he's also Nigerian uh, as well as Emmanuel Dennis uh, he's 25 years old he's a box-to-box midfielder he appeared in the Europa League last year and uh, he's had 33 appearances for the Nigerian national side Um centre mids coming in Ben there's already question marks over Nathaniel Chalaber and Will Hughes do you think this this maybe spells an end for one of the two if not both of them or do you think this is as well as hopefully keeping both of those Nathaniel Chalaber and Will Hughes
0: um, ideally I'd love them both to stay they've sure. both been great servants for Watford and they contributed last season massively in getting the club back into the Premier League so I'd love them to stick around but whether they want to stay or not uh, it's different Different question, isn't it? Um, I know there's question marks over them signing a new contract. There's lots of other clubs circling, especially when it comes to Will Hughes. Lots of clubs wanting to snap him up, both in the last year of the contract. I think Watford have to look at this and be careful. Um, They could have easily sat in sat still and being like no they'll sign contracts don't worry about that we won't bring in any other players but they've brought in two well two or three new midfielders and then mm-hmm. and they're and they kind of knocking on the door already aren't they they're coming in they're training training with the first team already yeah. and Cisco would be looking at them thinking well they're here they want to stay and then it's maybe pushing maybe Husey and Chalabra a little bit to the side a little bit more because Watford know that they can't afford to lose them next season for free. They they either have to cash in now or risk losing them for absolutely nothing. So I think it's I think it's very sensible from Watford. I don't think they're light for light replacements. I don't think they're maybe the same quality of like a Chalaba or Husey. um we not. I think I think Chalaba's replaceable. Shusi would be more difficult to replace. Um, if, if Hughes is to be replaced, um, I think you have to spend a fair amount of money to get a good replacement in. Uh, I, and I don't really see Watford doing that. So I think maybe a change of formation might be the option for Watford to just get through that situation. But um, Peter Etterbo, he, he looks, uh, it's another sensible signing, isn't it? It's someone with a point to prove again. Um, he's. Came up from the championship. It's an option to buy. So if it doesn't go well, you just cut ties and send him back. But he's a very powerful box to box midfielder. He's not afraid to get stuck in. He loves a shot from distance. Um, I don't mind his signing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, obviously we mentioned he's he's played in the Europa League last season, James. Do you think that that's also put him in good stead and hopefully slots straight into the uh, well, slots straight into Cisco's plans or? Are you with Ben on this one? Do you think this would if, if we were to keep the likes of Nathaniel Chalobah and Will Hughes, do you think he would be sort of back up to those two as well?
2: Yeah, I mean with with Peter Otaba, I'm not I'm not expecting him to 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 start for, for us next season at all, really. Um and, unless he unless he can push his way in. I think as you say that all depends on on the future of, of Nathaniel Chalaber and Will Hughes. And I think the club have been very deliberate in the fact that they've not posted any footage or any photos of Will Hughes at all, um, on it's like he's gone on, missing. On the, yeah, it's like he's disappeared. Um, I've heard
1: but, that he's training alone, like um, like Kapo and Danny Welbeck did last season.
2: Yeah, it's it's very similar to to the group we had last season, who who were yeah. rumoured, you know, to, to 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 have been linked away to to other clubs, and I think Will Hughes. I definitely think Will Hughes look, looks more likely to leave than Challiver. I think I've seen challiver in in a few pictures, but I think that, as as Ben said, it's a sensible signing. I think from what I've seen of him is is similar to the Corey. His big, strong, physical, likes to drive forward and and, and can defend as well. So, as, as Ben said, sensible signing. Um, obviously, hopefully he he does really well at Watford, and and yeah, just just uh, just fingers crossed that that he can have a good season, and, and hopefully we can keep. Um, at least one of Will Hughes or Chanover at the club as well.
0: Yeah. I've seen that Peter Tubu was actually on Watford's radar a good two three years ago as well just before he signed for Stoke. Um, there was an offer on a table from Watford but he actually opted to sign for Stoke. Um, so it's, it's a case of Watford finally getting their man with Peter Tubu they had been on his radar for a very long time.
1: Yeah well that, that's very very interesting to see. I think that's not the first time that we've tried to revisit players that we've uh, we've been linked with in the past so potsdoes have finally got their man, their man they obviously like the look of him and hopefully that that pays off for them because you know there there was a lot of stick from the fans last season in terms of well the 1920 season in terms of recruitment so hopefully this time uh, they've hit the nail on the head, and look, we're getting the business on early, which is what I like. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, I really, really do like it. Um, James, you mentioned you, you don't know whether he's going to feature much. S- someone that I don't think is going to feature much is the next player we're going to talk about. Uh, now, I am probably also going to butcher mm-hmm. this pronunciation. It's mm-hmm. Darpo Mabude. Uh, he's signed a two-year contract with us. Uh, for With an option for a further two years, and he's joined yeah. after being released by Rangers. Uh, he spent last season on loan at Queen of the South um, and in 23 caps across, well, he's got 23 caps across the Scottish under 17s, 18s, and 19s. Uh, he scored six goals um, for them as well, and he's uh, featured alongside the likes of uh, our very own Sonny Blue Low Everton. Uh, this one's definitely for the future, isn't it, Jones? I, I can't see. Or well, again, this uh, DARPO has also scored in a, a friendlier. I think it was the Millwall one he scored in. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's very much one for the future, isn't he, James? I can't see him playing much at all this season. Is it is that your no. thoughts on it as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think there's I think there's a lot of players in in that in that situation. You're obviously Tiago Cuker only today um, going out on loan to Doncaster, um, and 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 for me, it's just. You know, going into this transfer window, I wanted Watford to to kind of focus on 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 this kind of caliber of player, young players, hungry to play for the club, maybe not necessarily ready for first team football yet, but but with development in them. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just happy with that's kind of the, the profile of player we're bringing in. And you know, again with with, with him, I've not really seen a lot of him. From what mm-hmm. I've seen, he's is similar to Joseph Hungbo. He likes to to dart in and out. He's got a low center of gravity, um, but is he going to play for us this season? As you say, probably not. Um, but but yeah, as I said, it's just always good to see to see young players coming through. Two-year contract with with the option of a further two years. So so hopefully he does he does well out on loan. And yeah, hopefully we get to see see a lot more of him.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that Ben, do you, do you think this uh, this this chap's going to end up out on loan? Because there's a few players we signed earlier in the uh, window. You know, uh, Quadro Bar. Matty Pollock, uh, I think you said that you can see them both going out on loan. I think Leventhal's most recent um, article actually said that Barr and, well, Barr certainly is, is very much staying with the club, which is very interesting. Uh, and I'd imagine Pollock will as well, because we're very light at centre-backs, and there's a reason for that, which we'll talk about in a bit. But can you see the DARPO maybe going out on loan and, and being one for the future? Yeah,
0: especially when you look at all the attackers we've actually got at the club now. Yeah. We was quite light in that front towards the end of the last season, and we only really because Troy Deeney was out injured. We only really had Andre Gray and Pedro to maybe play for in the middle, and I know success got fit towards the end of the season, but it was quite light there. But we've actually signed quite a few attackers now, haven't we? So I, I don't imagine that he's going to be someone who's going to be coming off the bench at all. I think a good loan spell at maybe like a League One club uh, would do him wonders. But what I like about this song. Uh, signing again it's another young hungry player who wants to come and impress and wants to because he's been given a two-year deal. Um, It's not like a Jerome Sinclair where we've signed him and given him a five-year deal. He's got a two-year deal here where he's got to impress, otherwise that two-year deal will run out and expire, and he's got an option for another further two years. So he wants to come here and hit the ground running and impress the, the Watford hierarchy and get a further deal and actually play football here. So it's another really good signing, and I like that we're trying to improve like James says, it's the kind of the younger players that we need to kind of look at now and I think they've, they've, Scott Dutchbury even said about it as well in his interview that he wants to he wants to start looking at the youngsters. Watford have kind of stepped away from that in the last 10 years or so. I think the yeah. last player that came through the academy really that played week in, week out was Tommy Hoban. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of need to address that situation. So I do like that we're signing the likes of Barr, Pollock, and Embud, um to all come into the side as well so really liking the approach from Watford and like you said earlier business is getting done early it's it's more everyone was here for the start of pre-season they're yeah. getting a, f- a full pre-season under their belt Cisco can ass- assess the squad see if they're good enough to be in and around the first team or if not we've got the new loan manager now haven't we that Watford have app- appointed so we can send someone out on loan so that person would be like right you're going out on loan. I think you're at this standard. You go play there for a year, just like we've sent the youngster out to Doncaster Rovers today, which I really like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really happy.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what's also important is bringing youth players in because we we've certainly upset quite a few fans because you know we've we've broke the news on our Instagram Instagram on Twitter that we've we've lost a couple of uh, academy lost products three, already. Haven't we? Um, the one that. Surprised me the most was that Bozen Larwell. Uh, again, I've probably butchered that pronunciation, but. Um,
0: doesn't matter, he's left, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to, go to, to go
1: to Celtic. Um, you know, it wasn't long ago that I was watching the end of season awards on YouTube and Troy Deeney was praising him to the high heavens. And, you know, to, to then find out that he's gone and signed a three year deal, I think it is, at Celtic, a uh, little bit disappointing. Uh, we 've also lost a young Finnish left back as well he 's gone to man city um much of the disappointment of the watford f c Finland supporters' group as they tweeted us when we broke the news but um I think it 's important that we we start bringing players in and, and looking at doing our academy up again well bringing players through again because as you say uh, i and i don 't mean to this certainly isn 't me slagging them off, but since the Potsos come in. We haven't really had as many. You know, Watford were renowned for bringing players through their youth academy before the Potsos. And, you know, I didn't mind that at all. Like, you know, some were crap. You know, Matty Witchlow, he was, he weren't great, was he? But uh, I, I think one of the ones that I liked was uh, Ross Jenkins. It's a shame it didn't really work out for him. But um, I'm not talking about the one from the 80s either. I'm, I'm talking about the, the most recent one. But, um, yeah, it's hopefully the, you know, the, the, The change that they've had in the academy means that we're going to be looking at bringing players through, making that path from the under-23s or the under-18s through to the first team. It's going to be a much more clear path.
2: Um, I think Zisco is, is key to that as well, because you yeah. saw last season, you know, the, the main player who came through come was, was Joseph Hungbo. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's all well and good us having all these talented academy players, but it's down to ultimately the, the manager to, to play them and, and bring them through into, 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 into the first team games. And, you know, it, the Premier League is a pressure league. And I think some managers can crumble under the pressure and not want to turn to them younger players. So hopefully Zisco does does continue to to trust um, our youngsters and give them some opportunities.
1: Yeah, and I think as well what what's key to it is we you know, when the season finished and you know, even during the season we used to see on, on Twitter that Cisco had gone and watched, you know, I don't know, the the under elevens or the under twelves and he'd be there mm. on a Sunday morning. I think even the day after the, the promotion we, he was there the next day early in the morning watching the, the, the youth, you know, academy. So he, he's obviously a, a manager that wants to try and implement the youth and bring them in and, and everything else. And you know, me and Ben were, were conversing, we, we often send each other tweets when we see transfer rumours and we, we saw that a young lad called George Abbott um got a run out with the, the first team, you know. I've i I'll admit I've never heard of him. Uh, he's obviously a, a, an academy player. He got a run out with the first team in in one of the two games against Colchester. So he he's very very keen to to bring young players in, and it, it's it's a relief to see because you know you 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 see it all the time young players come through, um, and you know they can have an absolute barnstormer of a season, and you know this next thing you know they're the next best thing since last bread. So I, I want to go back to that sort of Watford where we we bring players through, and you know they. Other, other fans of other teams can't say, oh, they're only known for bringing players in on loan from Udinese because that's getting a bit boring. Uh, although we haven't done that for a while, so yeah, I'll, um, yeah, that, that's that's what I want certainly. Um, a player that's very much going to be, I think, in in the plans of Cisco this year, and I think he's a brilliant signing. We, we said that Ashley Fletcher was a, a no-risk signing because he was free and you know he didn't have to fork any money out. Josh King. I think he's an absolutely superb signing, uh, and I, I think out of us, Norwich and Brentford, who come on. If I was the, you know, in charge of the hierarchy at those two clubs, I certainly would have been going out trying to get Josh King. He's de- definitely one of the free agents I would have been trying to get. You know, he's he's agreed a two-year contract with an option for a further year. Um, he joined up with the first squad on Monday. And um, he was on a free transfer because he was released from Everton, and he's spent six seasons with Bournemouth, where he scored 48 Premier League goals. And I think once 16-17 season, he scored 16 in the Premier League, 15-16 he scored six, 18-19 he scored 12. You get a player that scores you 12 and above, 15 and above goals a season, and you're halfway. You know, to Premier League safety. Ben, can you, you surely King's got to be starting week in, week out? He, he has for me. Is that your view? Do you share that view or do you think he's going to be a bit part player?
0: This is the best signing Watford's done all summer. Um, I think it's been outstanding um, yeah. to get someone of his calibre as well. I know it didn't work out for him at Everton because he was kind of promised that he was going to get yeah. more game time than he was actually led to believe by Carlo Ancelotti Uh, that's why he only ended up staying for six months at Everton Um, and then at Bournemouth as well and I saw Watford fans are concerned by thinking oh well the the last season he was at Bournemouth it wasn't the greatest of spells for him Uh, and then Bournemouth got relegated and the six months that he was in the Championship with Bournemouth he didn't really deliver either but you got to think back before that, at the start of that first, uh, the last season in the Prem with Bournemouth, at the start of the season, he was kind of promised a move to his uh, boyhood club, Manchester United. Yeah, He was told that he he was promised a couple of months before that he could make the move. United came in and wanted to sign a player. Bournemouth said, no, you've got to stay. So obviously, this is the same situation as Shusey. If a player wants to move on, you let them move on because you're not going to get the best out of them afterwards. Absolutely. So that's, that's why I'm not too worried about the form of Josh King because he was promised. And we've seen it with Abidalei Decorey as well. With Everton, the last season Watford wasn't as great as well. But Josh King's figures speak for himself. He's got double figures in the Prem. What was that? At least two, three seasons.
1: He has, yeah.
0: And and for a team fighting against relegation, for one of your strikers to hit double figures, that's a great return um, yeah. because you're not going to get that many chances fighting for your life at the bottom of the table. Um, for a free transfer as well, um, brilliant two-year deal. It's not silly money where you, he's came in on another five-year deal. It's another sensible um, deal from the club at Watford. He's strong, he's powerful, he's quick. Um, I like his goals as well. His, he he can score any kind of goal. He's a poacher. He can score for outside the box. He can he can take it round the keeper. I really, really like this um, signing. And sorry to go back to what your question was. Do I see him leading the line for Watford or starting hundred percent? He's got to be your first striker.
1: Yeah, yeah. And James, do you, do you agree with that, or are you on a completely different wavelength to us and think that? He, he won't start, or he'll have to fight for no. a chance, or
2: yeah, I, I absolutely agree with, with what you're both saying, and I actually think you know, reading a bit deeper into it. Um, you know, obviously, we finished the season playing that 4 3 formation. Hmm. Um, you know, with the number of attacking players, the number of strikers we have at the club at the moment, it wouldn't shock me necessarily to see Zisco. Which formation sometimes, and maybe play a 4-4-2 with Troy and King up top, Saar on the right, Dennis on the left. You know, because we have such such depth in them positions now, it, it wouldn't surprise me to to see Zisco maybe try something different. I'd rather he didn't. I'd rather we did stick to that 4-3-3. But as Ben said, I mean, what what a fantastic signing for Watford, you know, and and especially coming from from former Bournemouth player as well, you know, that that's wound them lot up as well. So <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> I am I'm really, really happy with it. Goal scorer, not just a penalty merchant either. So so yeah, absolutely delighted with that. And that, yeah, in, in the I
1: hope that was not a as then well. James at Troy Dana. Uh, No, maybe, maybe. What have I told you about that on this show? What have I told you about that? Although, you did say that you could see him and Troy playing up front. I just, two things really. You said he wound the Bournemouth lot up. Something else which has wound them up as well tonight, which I think has been hilarious. They're playing Granada at the moment in a pre-season friendly. And the last time I checked, um, Luis Suarez had just put uh, Granada 2-1 up.
0: They lost 2-1. Oh,
1: did they? That is is brilliant. Apparently it was a howler from their goalkeeper as well. Um, so that makes it even better. Shock! Uh, Have you seen that
0: yeah. fish is going to Everton?
1: You're joking me. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to Everton. He he lost the plot in that playoff uh, semi-final when he ran after Ivan Tony. Man, that, that guy's no, an he absolute did. I remember animal. That. Jesus Christ! Um, we're going off topic a little bit here. We like to do that on this show. Um, and and secondly, Jones, I, I just want to ask Sonny yeah. you to to pick up what you said. You said a four four two um mm. now obviously it's it's hard to sort of say who's going to be playing it, in what formation because anything can happen but could you see that happening this season a 442 with a front two of, of Troy Deeney and Josh King? Would, would you as a Watford supporter be happy with that front two obviously you know Troy splits opinions like you won't believe and you that, that's what baffles me because you know he's a club legend and the way that some people speak about him you wouldn't think he is but could you see maybe a, a Deeney and King sort of front two do you think yeah it, could you see that happening or was that just an example
2: I, I think there's so many options, a four-two-three-one, because you, you have to remember, you know, we we've, we've got so many midfielders, so many attackers now. You know, you, you can't just play two midfielders because you'd have about six or seven, you know, not even yeah. not even making the squad. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, back back. Think, we could have
0: six or seven different pairings. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, it's, it's a difficult balance to to strike for Zisco. But I do hope, you know, ideally for me, my, my favourite formation in football is is the 4-3-3. I just think it offers um, a lot, especially if you have really talented wide players like, like we do in Saar, um, Pedro, Zinternagel, players like that. So I, I'd prefer to to stay in that 4-3-3 with, with King up top. Um, but I think Troy will, will still fancy himself to, to play a big part this season. So, so it wouldn't league. surprise me to... He, he does look lean but i'm sure we say that every year and he, he ends up know. having not such a great season so you want to you stop know, that. Hopefully... you want
1: to pack that in james told you
2: man <laughs> hopefully Troy can fire on all cylinders but i think for me i think king really has to has to be that starting striker doesn't oh. he
0: I don't think you could start Dini in a 4 three, three, only because no. I, I think you I need break. someone You need someone more mobile. You need someone with pace. Um, you can't just hit the ball up for Troy deney in a 4 3, three. Uh, He works better as a two. We've seen this before, especially in the Prem when he had Di Gallo feeding off all his scraps and their partnership was brilliant. So if maybe you could see a partnership between Dini and King, I can't see it personally. I think I would want someone... To, Like a Jal Pedro or a Chucho Hernandez up top with like a Josh King. Um, You
1: forget, we have all these options. You know, we're talking about, um, you know, I I was going to say Fletcher then. You're talking about King coming in. You've still got Pedro. You've still got Chucho Hernandez. So, yeah, sorry, Ben. I was just... I do
0: worry about Jal Pedro's game time next season because obviously I don't think he's... I don't see really where he's going to fit in. I don't know if he's... I don't see him being the first name on the team sheet. I don't see him being the first striker on the team sheet. Not now we've got Josh King. Um, I may be seeing playing in like a just behind a striker if we was going to play that kind of formation. Um, yeah. But like you say, we've got so many options now. Um, so I do worry that maybe all these signings coming in could could hinder Joe Pedro's um, progress
1: yeah I I can totally see where you're coming from there and you know even if you played out wide you know we saw him a couple of times play out wide I'd be quite happy for that but then again you know where do you put Emmanuel Dennis, Ken Semmer yeah. uh, Ishmael Assar so you know that's if Sar sticks around of course you know they they might be thinking in the back of their heads we need to get these players in because Sar's going to be leaving uh, so you know he, he's, he's all a bit up in the air at the moment and you know I'm I'm just glad that it's not us that have to make the decisions and, and it's it's uh, it's, it's Cisco Munaf that has to make those decisions at the end of the day, but I, I've got complete faith in him. And look, I'm, I'm sure Saturday will be a taster of what to maybe expect from the season ahead in terms of formation. Um, starting Can we all lineup. predict
0: if Hughes is going to be in the starting lineup or even the matchday squad? I'm going to say he's not going to be anywhere to be seen. Well,
1: <laughs> I've seen a couple of uh, theories which I'm, I'm really liking, but I think they're a bit out there. I think a couple of Ooh, people are saying. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Wishful thinking big time. Um, Kit's announced on Thursday, the kit announcement. Will Hughes is in there. He's signed a brand new deal. Uh, again, a little bit wishful thinking for me. Uh, I, I think with these midfielders coming in, and we've obviously been linked with another one as well, which we'll we'll touch upon um, very very briefly. I just can't see it. I really really can't. Uh, I I hope I'm wrong because I would be absolutely gutted if he goes. But uh, I, I just can't. We'll, we'll talk about that now. Actually, um, you know, we've we've been linked with um, with the chap from from Sampdoria. Uh, his name escapes me at the moment. It's Morton uh, Morton yeah. Dorsby, yeah. Um, Norwegian, Norwegian, six million. Um, Looks, like Husey. Years old. <laughs> Looks like Huzi. Looks like Hughesy, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bleach blonde hair. Twenty-five years old. Uh, Thirty-three appearances last season, scoring three times. Um, I. Don't proclaim to know anything about him, so I can't really go into uh, excessive detail. But um, from what I've seen in terms of statistical-wise, and uh, you know, I think it's Watford Analytics Jordan. I think his name is he. He uh, he puts a few things up, uh, and I think I've seen Luwane also put some stuff up as well. Um, his game is very much um, what what we what we need basically. So. You know, without knowing too much about him, uh, can I say that he's a lot-for-lot lot replacement? I'd be stupid to even try and say that because I've not seen anything of him. But I just think, with the amount of midfielders we're bringing in, I just think that 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 only points to one thing, unfortunately. And hopefully, hopefully not. And. These theories of Hughes being in the kit on the uh, announcement on Thursday, hopefully they come true and we see him feature against West Brom. Although, if he's been training on his own, I can't really see it happening myself, to be honest. So um, We've talked about incomings. Let's talk about a couple of outgoings. The, the, the first major one, uh, Ben Wilmot. His time has unfortunately come to an end at Watford. He's signed a four-year deal at Stoke City, uh, fees in the region of £2 million. Uh, so i think we signed him for 1 mil was it so we've 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 doubled up on that um he he signed from Stevenage in 2018 he made 33 appearances in his 3 year stint scoring a goal against QPR during the uh, the recent promotion campaign he played 25 times in that promotion winning side but only made two starts under Cisco uh, so I don't know, we we spoke about it various times on the podcast last season, whether he just didn't rate him or what, I don't know what's gone on there. Uh, he also enjoyed a loan spell with Udinese in Serie A, uh, also with Swansea City, he scored against Cardiff in the uh, Welsh derby, you know, very, very liked his time at Swansea City. Um, and then he, he also reached the playoffs with them as well in the 2019-20 season. Ben, um, I'm certainly gutted to see him go because, again, um, you know, much like Bosun Larval who left Troy Deeney also, I remember make, him making a comparison to Rio Ferdinand and that was when we played Swansea City in the League Cup and um, Wilmot was there with Swansea and Hive Live were, were covering the game and, yeah, he, uh, he said that he reminded him of, of, of Rio Ferdinand but some things just don't work out, Ben, do they? Yeah, and I I
0: am I'm not sad to see him go and I'm not happy to see him go. It's one of those, isn't it? He, he's obviously gone because he's not getting the game time at Watford. Um yeah. he, I'm I'm not I think he's replaceable as well. Uh, he's obviously not gonna get in ahead of Truce Econ and Serial who were both outstanding last season. Yeah. Um he would probably be third choice um centre back. I think he's better than Cabaselli. Um better than Cathcart because of the the age of him. Um, so he would probably be the third choice and maybe just sit on the bench in the Prem next season. Um, so for Ben Wilmot, who's a young guy, who has been playing for the under-21s, he wants to kickstart his career, he doesn't want to be stop-starting, he wants to get out there and get experience, and that's the only way you're going to improve as a footballer. Um, so I think going to a Stoke City, where they've just um, got rid of their centre-back, haven't they, to Burnley for quite a that's lot right. of money, they've had to look... Into a market, and they've actually signed Ben Wilmock off for recommendation of Craig Cathcart because um, um, the Stoke uh, City um, the manager, Michael O'Neill, yeah, actually oh asked Lonell. Craig Cathcart about Ben Wilmock and gave him a, a really good review. So that's why he's probably ended up going to Stoke City as well. So, just the best of luck. For him really, um, he was never really going to play under Cisco in the print. When you saw, he only had two starts in the championship, and like I say, he's he's replaceable. Um, are we looking at the future for Matty Pollock to be maybe the new Ben Wilmot? because it is another lower league player? Um, it's going to take years for him to get up to that standard, but um, and I, I do think there's room in the squad still to bring in a, a centre half.
1: Yeah, it, it it'd be interesting, you know. I it might be a might be. This opinion might differ throughout Watford fans, but I certainly think that the backup of obviously, I, I, I think it will be Trooster Kong and, and Seriel that will be the starting centre backs. But I think the backup of Cabaselli and, and Craig Kafka is, is more than good enough for the Premier League. Obviously, we know Cabaselli has a few hairy moments and a few sort of heart in your mouth moments. And you know, I'll never forget Everton away that one season. Uh, where he give a free kick away in the last minute and that Dini stepped up and put it top bins I was in I was in the away end that day and yeah you know he, he has got a mistake in him I think Craig Kafka is you know he's a season pro isn't he I, I think he's got another year in him um, I, I don't know how old he is now mid-30s probably but um, he's definitely got a, another year in him I think uh, and I, I don't think Matty Pollock will go out and learn you know I think he's going to provide cover and I think we'll see him feature in pre-season as well I think League He'll Cup support. games as well. League Cup games, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think you. I think overall, you're spot on there, Ben. I think Ben Wilmot is replaceable. Um, are you that he didn't make the breakthrough, James? To, you know, we have so much promise uh, from when we signed him, and it, it just wasn't to be. Some things aren't, are they? Uh,
2: no, it, it wasn't to be. There was a lot of promise. A lot of. Um, I know a lot of Watford fans liked him, but I also knew some Watford fans you know weren't weren't that much of a fan of him so for me um look, I'm gutted I'm gutted he left but really at his age 21 um you know that's kind of when you're starting to look to to play a, a lot of first team football and you know he wasn't doing that under disco as we saw toward, towards the end of last season so look wish him wishing him all the best yeah. and i think you know matty pollock coming from groomsby um, he'll see that as as a step up coming to Watford, um, Pollux. So, so he's probably really excited <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, and, and and ready to go. So mm-hmm. I, I think for him, he'll he'll be happy to to not play a big part this season. And and as Ben said, we've got Cereal to Truce to Kong. That that will be our centre back pairing. Cavasile, Tafcart as as backups to them. So I I think we're pretty much set. But but as you said, Mike, I think maybe. Maybe bring bring another sense back in on loan potentially
1: just just to add a I bit more cover. But I but personally, method. just to be different to you two, I don't think we need one.
0: My problem is I can see what if Siriota or Tr-Trucy can't pick up an injury. Siriota um, loves a yellow card as well, so he'll probably be out suspended for a few games next season as well. Um, and then I, I think if if one of them, like an injury happens to them, and then you've only got. Craig Kafka and Cavaselli. I think you need more than that. I know you got Pollock as well, but you don't really want to throw him into a situation where he's not that experienced. And to go from League 2 to the Premier League, it's a massive jump in class yeah. and quality. Um, so I I'm, I'm I agree with James on this one. I, I would look for maybe a loan spell um, to come in. Who knows, we could maybe raid road, road Indonese because uh, the last couple of centre-backs we got from him um, didn't do too bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's true. They didn't do too bad. I I personally think that Cabocelli and Craig Kafka will be will be able replacements should somebody get you know should should somebody get injured and you know we we will see uh, whether the club yeah, I feel
2: necessary. One one last point, Mike, before, yeah, before yeah. we move on. I think you've also got to um, think about the the African Cup of Nations and you know Truister oh, Um <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> We've we got a number of players who, who would be going out to that. Trues to come. Um, 23 men. You know.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much. We've, we've got quite a, quite a large Nigerian cohort at Watford. Sar so obviously, Senegalese as well. So, you know, we, we're going to use a lot of players to, to that tournament when when that goes ahead. So, I think we've also got to kind of plan ahead for that as well.
1: Yeah, well, when that comes about, I'm thinking about going up to a few games and taking my boots in the car just in case. Because we are (laughs) going to be very, very light on the ground for those weeks. You know
0: what? This will probably be the only time I'll watch the African Cup of Nations.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) Nigeria will be the new Udinese, won't they? They'll be Watford B-side, basically. Uh, But I think that... Do you know what? I think that will just help. You know, having connections like that, you know, you've seen... The interviews with some of the players, uh, not all of the players, you put a, a tweet out on your personal account, Ben, saying you just feel oh, how to...
0: frustrating is it? I've yeah, seen that. you've agreed with that, James, as well. How the lack of footage we've had from, oh yeah, Watford is like we we signed Josh King the other day for an, an example. He turned up for training on Monday. No footage of him kicking a ball or anything. We yeah. haven't even seen him sit down and do an interview. We've not even heard a proper interview with him on the website. Yeah. All the other players with signs, like Emmanuel Dennis, they, they, they teased about doing an interview and they said, coming soon. I, I, I know people are saying, look, we've had the Euros on to entertain us, but I support Watford. I want to see Watford news. I want to see Watford footage. <laughs> I don't want to see 10-second clips on um, Instagram or seeing someone being nutmegged and that. Yeah, nutmegs is brilliant, but show me a bit more footage. Come on.
1: Mhm. <laughs> No, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. And Maybe there's a reason behind it. Maybe they're planning some, some extravaganza or who knows. Even for, the, even for the
2: kit announcement, they announced the date of the kit announcement rather than just announcing the kits.
1: Yeah, they've done that before. It's, it's, it's annoyingly very close to the first game of the year, first pre-season game. And Ben yeah. Foster's obviously released... It, um, sort of shown us uh, goalkeeper kits, which look amazing, by the way. I think yeah, the problem with the kit they've had, uh, Watford Fanzine tweeted that they'd been in touch with the club about the... Because I think next season you can't be sponsored by a betting company. Uh, so they've been trying to wire out whether they're allowed. And I think they may be going to try and get one big, one last big payout from a betting company. And didn't yeah, I think been it's the last time out? they can get one. So, yeah, it's... Um, I I think that's why uh, there's been a delay in in getting the kit because I think there's going to be a new front-of-the-shirt sponsor. Hopefully, we don't go back to the Happy Egg company like that one season that we almost did when when we're not allowed to be sponsored by betting companies. But, um, yeah, I think that's the, the reason I did it the delay. And I think the away kit is then... Released a, a, a week or so later, or I, I don't. Know and when. a
0: third kit after that, and a fourth so, kit after well, that. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It wouldn't surprise me. It really, wouldn't. Uh, talking of kits, uh, a couple more people that ain't going to be wearing a kit this season, so they don't need. To, they can switch off if they're listening, because uh, we, we, we don't need to talk about the kit anymore. Um, we, we talk about players, young players. We promise. This one's definitely one that hasn't lived up to expectation. Alberto Penaranda, what has happened to him? What? Why did that not go well for him? He's joined Las Palmas on loan until the end of the season. He signed for us in Feb 2016. He scored twice in four appearances. Now, that is a good stat. You know, he, he's he's got a, a goal ratio of 50, percent so I'll give him that. Um, but this is his sixth loan spell away from Watford. Uh, we I forgot to mention earlier we've we've also released Jerome Sinclair. Um, we. We like to have a knack of keeping hold of these young, in inverted commas, promising players, uh, till the very, very, sort of, last moment. And we we really bleed them dry uh, when they really do nothing. Uh, I think Alex Jakubiaki was one. Uh, we kept him for ages, and even though it was clear that he wasn't going to be playing... Uh, for for the the first any time soon, Jerome Sinclair. We've only just got rid of him, and how long have we had him? Uh, and now Alberto Penaranda, Surely James, his time at Watford's got to be coming to an end very soon.
2: Oh, I couldn't really care less about in my <laughs> I think is is this really? I mean, you know, the, the goals he scored in the Carabao Cup were were great. That made my evening that day. But but yeah. really, apart, apart, goal, from, apart from that, I, yeah, it's about top corner, wasn't it? But but really, I mean, yeah, his work permit issues, he's not really shown when he's been here. He's just it's just been a complete mess and you know, the sooner we can get read the better in, in that situation really.
1: A damning review there from James Butchelor on Aldoberto Gaberto Penaranda. I hope he does not But I wish him all the best. Yeah. I wish him <laughs> all the best for the future. That's good, yeah. Um Ignacio Passetto, another one I don't think we're going to ever see playing a Watford shirt again. He's, he, to be fair to him, his debut coming on, getting that point against Tottenham, that was a brilliant goal line clearance. Meant the square root of f all really at the end of the day because we still got relegated that season. But um, it, it was nonetheless, you know, other than scoring a goal, uh, a brilliant way to to mark your debut. Uh, He's extended his loan spell for Udinese and he'll remain there for the 21-22 campaign. uh, Joined from Udinese in January 2020 on a four and a half year deal uh, before returning to the Italian club on loan last summer. Um, You guys have mentioned it a couple of times. We've seen a loan signing outgoing. Uh, Adam Leventhal did say to expect more outgoings um, sort of in the next coming weeks. Uh, Thiago Kukor uh, has joined League One side uh, Doncaster Rovers on the season long we obviously wish him the best of luck at Donny Rovers but Ben League One I think he's going to hit the ground running personally
0: yeah I think he's going to do really well um, we had high hopes of Ryan Cassidy that went to League yeah. One clubs at Stanley last season I think he struggled with a bit after he had a bit of an injury so we didn't really see the best of him but he, um Diego's going to be much stronger in that division. Um, you can see the build of him. You, you know he's built for that division. He's got a lot of power behind him. He's got a lot of pace. He, um, I think he's going to rip that division apart. Uh, I'd love to get see him get double figures. Um, early prediction, I reckon, he's probably going to get about 12 goals for the next season for Donny. Um, I think good. it's a really good line spell. And this is what we want to see as well. Me yeah. and James have said about it with younger players. It's great... Seeing them have the opportunities and that at the club, but if you're not getting the opportunities at Watford, send them out on loan. Um, don't let them play under 23 football. They're kind of wasted there, aren't they? Really, because it's it's not that competitive. What you want to do is send them out on loan so they know how a game like feels when you're fighting for promotion, fighting for to stay in the division, what three points means on a match day, seeing your away fans travel to somewhere silly on a Tuesday night and then them applauding you after your efforts on the pitch at the end of the game. These are the things that turn youngsters into professionals and into men and this is a really good loan spell for him and I'm I'm excited Um, he's an under 21 international for Turkey now as well I think he's just played for him recently hasn't he sir and I I don't know about you but when I was scrolling through Twitter earlier loads of Turkish fans were all over it Um, they're really really hopeful for him and they see him as like a massive star for the Turkish national team in a few years time so yeah I think Watford have got a player on their hands here
1: Let's hope it's not just the uh, national Turkey side that he's a, a star for, and he'll be donning a Watford shirt very, very soon after his loan spell at Doncaster. Uh, see what I did there? Um,
0: I try to ignore.
1: <laughs> 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 Cheers. Um, yeah, no. Um, next player, Will Hughes. We've obviously talked about him. Uh, we've offered him a five-year contract, but yet to sign it. Um, we've placed. A £12 million price tag on his head as he's entering the final year of his contract with Villa, Newcastle and Fulham. Also in interest, we've obviously spoke about that. We don't want him to go but I think Ben, you've made a very, very good point that if we are going to cash in, we need to do it now because otherwise we risk losing him for free and that just wouldn't sort of um, the, the value aspect would completely go there because he's been a lot more valuable than letting him go on a free for us and I'd be absolutely gutted, and hopefully that doesn't that doesn't you know materialise. And hopefully he signs a contract in the next few days. And knowing our bloody luck, we'll end this podcast recording, and it'll come up saying that we'll use a sign a new contract because that generally tends to happen, ladies and gents. We, me and Ben often wrap up on a podcast. We think right, we've covered everything. Next thing you know, i get a notification. Ben has sent you a tweet and some bloody news has broke. So, yeah. that. Although, I'd take that. If it meant that he signed a contract, I'd take that all day. Have um, you
0: seen that Adam Levertel has said that, that, that um, Husey and his representatives aren't really happy with what's in the Watford contract. And if, yeah. you, if, if you listen back to Scott Duxbury's interview as well with, from the and sorry, we're really plugging this for them lads, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Go give it a listen. Week, way, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, he, he's, he's actually said in that interview that, or was it the sporting director? I can't remember who it was, but they've came out and said that relegation clauses are being put into contracts. And yep. when Watford are getting relegated, it's Not a when. 50%... Not <laughs> when, Ben, <then>. come on. <laughs> if Watford get relegated there will be a 50% pay reduction um, yeah. due to relegation and that's been inserted into everyone's contract at Watford um, so this could be a sign of maybe he yeah. doesn't like that, that and wants it taken out or maybe he wants 40% deduction or, or whatever there's there's something in the contract that he doesn't like and I am I imagine it's the relegation clause
1: could well be I think you might have hit the nail on the head there to be honest Um Let's hope that he he overlooks that, though, and thinks we're not going down anytime soon again, so I'll sign the contract. Um, Cuardo Bar, we talked about him. uh, I I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, He was attracting interest from Sheffield Wednesday, but we understand that he's actually likely to stay at Watford until January as Cisco's keen to fully assess what level he's uh, capable of playing at before deciding on where to loan him. So... You know, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, let's not forget this this lad almost signed for Man City in January, but he failed a medical. Man City don't piss about when it comes to signings like that. You know, they they poach all the young players. We should know they've just bloody had one of ours. So, you know, the, he's he's obviously a serious talent. So, they obviously rate him very very highly, and I've I've no doubt that we'll see him in all of if not most of the pre-season games. So that's definitely one set to, to keep an eye on. Um someone else that I'm hoping that we see in pre-season games. Um it you know Watford actually believe that we're in a strong position to retain Ishmael Asar. Uh Despite rumors, rumors linking him back to um well linking him with a move again to Anfield. There's there has at the moment though been no formal offer or approach. Uh, and we're, we're in a position to rebuff any bids, should they materialise, according to the Watford Observer. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, because I, I know, again, this this is you know on the verge of becoming a very long podcast again, and we don't want the listeners to be put through that again. But, um, James, we, we kept hold of him last season in the Championship, and that, that's when you think yeah. that he'd really, really go, because, you know, he, he's... Shouldn't really be playing in the championship. He's, he's much more talented than that. Surely we're in a much better position to turn around and say no. Or do you think after he's given us that season in the championship and he's showed us that faith, do you think that we sort of are in a position where if Liverpool do come knocking, you know, we we give the player the chance to to speak to him? What what's your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, I I don't think Star's so. going to be leaving this this summer at all. And you know, any any reports you see linking him with with a move away, I just think a are complete nonsense to be honest. I, you know, he's got three years left in his contract. Um he's he's openly said he's happy to stay at Watford. We're back in the Premier League. And you know, if we stay up next season and, and SARS had a fantastic season, you know, I I'd be all for, for saying to him, you know what, you you've served us well. Now now go and get your big move because, you know, I have uh, credit credit to him is he's, he's not made a fuss at all. He stayed with us in the championship. Yeah. Um you know and unless we got some ridiculous offer um, you know, north of sixty, seventy million, then then obviously you you would have to take a look at that, but but I don't think that's gonna happen this summer, especially with, with Covid. So so yeah, I think we'll see SAR in, in a Watford shirt
1: next season. Is that is that your thoughts as well, Web?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think we'll get one more season out of SAR. I think we'll shake hands at the end of that season. Um but like James says, if if a ridiculous offer comes in, then Watford have to look at it very carefully, um, because of all the the clubs have been financially hit last season with a pandemic. I know we don't want to keep going on about it, but it's realistic. Every club's struggling and um, without having the income coming in through the turnstile. So if if a serious offer comes in and it's it's you can't really refuse it then we'll see SAR so go. But I think personally we'll get one more season out of him and then we'll 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 thank him for his hard works and his efforts and we'll we'll let him move on.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I think you've you've both made some very valid points there. And um, But look, the Potsos are known for bringing players in and then selling them on for a higher fee. So, you know, obviously, if, if we are subject, if he's subject of a ridiculous offer, then yeah, I can see him going. But hopefully you're right. You know, he's stayed with us in the Championship. He's got us back up. He can be our star man again. Uh, and hopefully that's enough to keep him at the club. Uh, just a couple of other quick bits just to round up the podcast on and uh and that will be us for the uh, for the evening, as we record this on a, the evening of the 19th of July. Uh, as I've mentioned, the, the club are launching a new kit for this season on Thursday, the 22nd of July at 9am. Uh, there was a video which circulated um, on YouTube the other week. But I think the Watford Observer then came out and said that, that that team wasn't actually anything to do with Watford and that they, they just had like draft kits made up. It was a really weird one, because it was abroad, and I'm thinking, why, why would they use that? So uh, Just as well, really, because I weren't keen on that kit whatsoever that come out. Um, so, yeah, that that wasn't the one. Uh, wait till Thursday, and we can see what it looks like. Um, as I've mentioned previously, we, we have had a couple of friendlies, obviously non-official ones yet. That, that, that's coming up this Saturday. Um, we gained well, the first team squad gained crucial minutes in, in two training ground matches against Colchester United who are now managed by ex-Watford interim manager Hayden Mullins and they've also got um, Bailey Spencer Adams on, on trial as well. Uh, they were two 60-minute games. Uh, the first one, we ran out 2-1 winners. Ismail Assar scored a penalty. The first penalty he scored since uh, that one that clinched his promotion against Millwall. And then Darbo, uh, Darpo Mbude, the, the new signing from Rangers, also scored. And Alan Judge was on target for the visitors. And then another line-up uh, defeated them again 2-0. This time with goals from Chucho Hernandez and Dan Gosling, who... I've seen that he could be leaving. I'd be gutted if he leaves because I'd feel so bad, you know, we brought him in, he did superbly. I think he deserves a crack in the Premier League but I think all these midfielders coming in, I think that just puts him down the pecking order a little bit more, which is a shame. Uh, And then those games actually followed a a friendly on Wednesday, 3-2. Again, at the training grounds, we beat Millwall, Dominguez Keane, Quinn,er Adam Messina and Ashley Fletcher were on target at London Colney. So, those were just some, um, you know, unofficial friendlies. The first friendlies. There's tickets available now for the West Brom and Barnsley game. Um, they're in order to gear up for our 21-22 Premier League season. They're on sale now, um, as we speak. And um, the West Brom game is this Saturday the 24th, 3pm kickoff, and then we welcome Barnsley to the Vic on July the 31st, so the week after, and that's a 4pm kick-off. So, for non-season ticket holders, you can get your tickets for £10, concessions, concessions, easy for me to say, is £5, and then season ticket holders, adults £8, and concessions £4. So pretty decent it's not like bloody Stevenage they're charging 20 quid a ticket I 20 think. quid I uh, can't believe Listen, I, don't get me wrong right, right. I get that everyone's been hit by coronavirus and the lower league teams will struggle but that's just taking a piss a little bit uh, but you know people haven't seen live football and now that the fans are allowed back in full capacity stadiums are allowed back Maybe people will pay, and I'm hoping that uh, as many people as possible snap up tickets for that first game back on Saturday, because even though it's a pre-season game, I I was having a conversation with this uh, to my mate the the other day, I think you will see increased capacities at pre-season friendly games now, especially with it being full capacity. I'm not for one minute saying that you're going to get sell-out crowds, but you're going to get more than average, I think, because yes, we've had the Euros, but people are being able to watch club football again so I wouldn't be surprised and the weather's sticking around as well I wouldn't be surprised if you see more than usual uh, at at pre-season games as well I'm talking to the Premier League season uh, there's already been a fixture change our trip to Spurs has been moved to Sunday the 29th of August at 2pm and that's due to Tottenham's participation in the Europa Conference League uh, so you know it's the, weird saying that now isn't it it but is weird really really weird yeah um, I've seen some of the grounds that are in that Conference League and it just makes me laugh man uh, but then again you know if we got it I certainly wouldn't complain uh, but for a team like Spurs they should be aiming higher uh, oh well what a shame uh, and then we'll end on a happy note we, we will Um congratulations to King Ken and his wife. probably should have got her name uh, because I I don't know what her name is. But congratulations (laughs) to them both. On Saturday, they got married. uh, And I must say, we we did receive a tip-off in our DMs on Twitter. Can't think of the gentleman's name that sent it to us. But if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have known. And he sent us his guy, who's obviously a friend of Ken Semmer. Sam Perry. uh, Sam Perry. That's the gentleman that told us. Uh, thank you for that, ben. Um He sent us an Instagram profile, and the profile is of a gentleman who is obviously a friend of Ken Semmer's, and his Instagram story was pretty much the whole day of the wedding. And I'll you not, that looked like the best wedding ever. Like, that that was just class. And, yeah, we, we just want to extend our congratulations to, to King and now Queen Semmer. Uh, so hopefully some more happy news, uh, follows uh, and if anyone we... else has
0: got any tip uh, tip-offs to let us yeah. know
1: <laughs> if, if anyone else sees any other of the guys getting married or any anything we should know about let us know because we we like to think that we keep on top of most things but we we didn't know so massive thanks to Sam for that uh, but yeah I, I think we've we've covered a lot and not as long the podcast system the last one the last one was an hour and 40 minutes but That was because I had a lot of connectivity issues, so I do apologise for that. Hopefully it sounded all good when I edited it. Oh, by the way, you
2: you guys won't even believe me that about an hour before we started recording this, I had another power cut.
1: Oh, typical. That ticks one off on the bingo list, So, Also, th- before <laughs> I forget that, I want to say a massive thank you to Uwarns TV because um, I, I don't know whether they sent it directly to you, Ben, but yeah, um, did. Ben sent me a message in the week and he was like, I've just been sent this by the Twitter page, uh, you warns TV go and follow them if you don't already um, and it was a you are going to read go-card. some of them out have uh, you got some I've, I, have I got it in front of me I, I should have it in if front not of I've me. got it read some of them out Ben because these are brilliant
0: so so one of them is Mike's complaining about a spicy meal the night before oh
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't have one of those last night so. Mike
0: agrees with Ben saying I think you're spot on there I've
1: said that a couple of <laughs>
2: times <laughs> yep and you say absolutely quite a lot as well
1: yeah absolutely
0: Mike complains about Villa fans being Villa fans. <laughs> James is encouraged by the Watford Transfer ati- Activities.
1: I think we've had that tonight. we ticking off a quite a yeah. few. Yeah. Ben
0: says he was going to cook, but got a kebab delivered instead. Any kebabs tonight, Ben? No, not tonight. I just had a salad. Oh,
1: OK. Got the, yeah. got the crunch resting opposites.
0: Yeah. And then the last one we finish up on. Mike claims to be helping a friend decorate.
1: <laughs> I was I was helping a friend decorate. It's uh, yeah. He I, I now work for that friend, uh, so I I help him with a lot more now. But uh, yeah, no, decorating
0: I work then didn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you on TV for that because honestly, when Ben sent it over to me, I could not stop laughing because some of those are absolutely <laughs> spot on. Um, so yeah, we we want to thank you, and obviously we want to thank the listeners as well. It, it's it's been a long time uh, since we recorded regularly. Uh, we can't wait to get started. We've already started uh, trying to get some guests together to uh, to hopefully have for you guys to analyse uh, analyse games with. Uh, we'll be bringing back the regular feature of speaking to opposition podcasts as well. Uh, so we look forward to having opposition fans on. Um, I'm undecided whether to have Crystal Palace podcasts on yet because we didn't have a Luton one on last year for, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and I think we only had a Bournemouth one on once. Uh, that, that's all I could deal with them. Uh, and I got his name wrong as well the next week. So I was well. Like, he must that's, have fought. He must that's have literally back. Come and back. Oh, what? What? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we hope to have that regular feature back next season as well. And, and we're also going to be doing a, a little league table, aren't we, Ben? We're going to be predicting. the the results each week and we'll, we'll, we'll try and integrate our listeners into that so they can sort of have a bit of fun with us as well.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. We, we we do our weekly predictions each week, don't we, us mm. three? So I think it would be good if we did a league table and actually did three points if we got it correct or one point if we got the team winning correct. So, yeah, yeah. and see where we finish at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, no doubt Mike's going to finish bottom because most of his fancy football's bottom uh, uh, yeah. on the table. So.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm not very good. Oh, funny.
0: and I think, Mike, you're going to set up a fancy football league as well, aren't you?
1: I am indeed, yes. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Um, also, must say as well... Um, you know the thanks for the ones that joined the the, the Euros one as well. Um, I haven't forgotten about that. The fantasy football for the Premier League. We're gonna set one of them up, and I'm gonna try and get us a, 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 a decent prize as well. Um, I'm gonna see if I can pull a few strings and, and get a prize. To obviously all will be revealed when I hopefully get my hand on a prize. But um, yeah, we'll set that up. We'll put the code out. And obviously the winner come the end of the season will will be uh will be in receipt of this of this said prize but uh more on that uh, when I know but uh yeah, I just want to thank everyone for 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 listening as always and it's been a pleasure to speak to you two guys, James. I'm sure you'll be back at some stage and continue, sure I will do. um you know continue doing the brilliant work that you do over at the Watford way I love the new logo as well as Ben said in our grouped it earlier uh, as well it's uh, really really good but yeah we want to thank you guys for listening as always uh, stay safe you know obviously freedom day is here um, hopefully you guys are feeling a little bit more relaxed and uh, everything's starting to slowly go back to normal but yeah stay safe take care and come on you